1: Halo, halo, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome one and all to the first ever Sacred Icon Draft here at the Sacred Icon Show. I'm Bob. And I'm Dan. And what an episode we've got in store for you today, folks. Golly G. That's right, Bob. You know, the weather sure is hot out today. So you've got to imagine the picks are going to be fire. Absolutely, Dan. I see what you did there. I learned it. I lived it. And I loved it. And let me just say, with clear skies... Good vibes and good boys, you could not ask for a better day than Sacred Saturday to kick off what's sure to be a legendary experience. And for the homies at home, the roadies on the road, and the walkers at work, why don't you take a moment and tell the folks tuning in what are the teams and what kind of draft we're about to experience? Ladies and gently, what you are about to witness is a two team character draft in which each team will assemble their crew of favorite characters in a highly competitive back-and-forth selection from the video game Museum Museum of Memories! In the left corner stands the ever jovial Joshua! (laughs) But in the other corner stands the ever bubbly Brian! With the winner taking home the prestigious Sacred Covenant Cup It's just like Highlander, folks. There can only be one. Who will win, who will lose, and who is the guy in the crowd saying he just wants both teams to have fun? More on that later as I'm receiving word that things are about to get underway, and with a sold-out crowd here at the Midship Megadome, this one is sure to stick with us, folks. Without further ado, let's head down to the kickoff!
0: Hello, guys. We are here to do something very new for the podcast that's super exciting and super fun, Uh, We totally stole the idea from our friends over at the High Potion podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're an awesome video game podcast. Um, We got into them because uh, Hawes from High Potion also does the Blue Harvest Star Wars podcast, which we've shouted out several times before. We actually have an episode of our podcast in the past that has Blue Harvest. Not Blue Harvest, but Little Fly, I think it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but Yeah, uh, but shout out to him and Steve, dude, on High Potion. You guys, stop, hit pause on this, go listen to their draft. It's great great they're they're great they're they help me get through the work
0: days too they're they're awesome yeah uh, but it, they had guys. this great idea for a podcast and listening to it me and josh were like we just we got to do that we got to do that too so we're doing our um our Their top episode 10 ideas th-
1: are amazing go ahead i'm sorry yeah
0: they got some great ideas we're doing our top 10 characters that we're, we're drafting our top 10 characters each uh to verse each other right so basically this is how it works so uh, through all of gaming josh is going to pick 10 characters i'm going to pick 10 characters and then We'll put up on Twitter like a little poll for you to vote which uh, which team you think would win or which team you think is a better setup. Right. Mm-hmm. You can choose Josh's team or my team. So This is essentially like a Smash Brothers thing, but for like yeah. between the two of us. Yeah. This so, is gonna time, be great. I can't wait for the picks. And each time we pick a character, we're gonna talk about, you know. What that character's like, you know, if that if we thought that was a good choice, you know, okay, cool, you know, talk about it, and then uh, also some of the rules here: um, if a character's picked, the other person can't pick that character anymore.
1: So. Yeah, so it's gonna make oh. it's gonna make it pretty interesting. There'll be some steals for sure. I think there's gonna be some, oh, yeah, some overlaps. We're like shit. So yep, yeah. absolutely. And uh, Brian and I talked about this off air. He is gonna kick this off uh, with his first pick. Simply because he does all the editing, all the hard work after we're done recording, whereas I can go play and have fun. So Brian gets home field advantage on this one to kick things off.
0: Yeah. So um, I guess I guess I'm starting then. So Ooh, my let's first do it. choice. let I'm ready. Um, Josh, there's no way ever you would not guess what my first choice is. What, it's Master would, Chief? Would, my
1: first choice is Master Chief. I have God to take Master it, Chief. Dude, I, I knew it, but like I was like that. was when I, when you asked me off air. About the pick thing, I was even thinking about it at work. I was like, "If he goes first, he is absolutely claiming." Chief. Oh yeah, I have to claim Master Chief. It. Yeah, because
0: because that's the thing is like even if I'm even if I wanted to claim someone else, I'm just like Ma- Master Chief. Like, has done so much for me. Like, it's my favorite a, game of all time. We're doing Sacred Icon Halo podcast. I'm
1: to strike him from the record. He's um, not on my list anymore.
0: But yeah, he was. So, he was somewhere so, in there. Master Chief's my number one pick. Uh, guys, what more is there to say? We're a Halo podcast. So you've heard it all. But. Uh, the the it's it's been the most uh relevant character in gaming to my life. I uh, love love him and you just can't go wrong picking Master Chief. No, so. no, that's that's a
1: top drawer one. I think Steve got that from Hawes in one of the I know when I heard that I was like, I am not gonna let that happen to me if it is- <laughs> <laughs> Hell oh, No.
0: Brian, no, Brian no. was prepping. Brian was prepping.
1: Yeah, Man, that's a great choice though. That's one of the he definitely deserves to be in anyone's top pick.
0: Now, like, and, and what's interesting here, that guys. Slip. If you play this game yourself at home, and, and I'm sure Josh has thought this too, if you know you have someone on your list that the other person will not steal, don't pick them first because you don't have to worry about it. You want to go for the ones you're worried right. about Maybe them stealing. The inner workings of yeah. his mach- so. machinations. Okay, Josh, who's your number one? And what was it, it wasn't going to be Master Chief, right? No, but one.
1: Master Chief was up there. Master okay. Chief was up there. Okay. My number one pick, I'm going with The Butcher. A bookhaven, I think it's pronounced. <laughs> Geralt of Rivia.
0: Yeah, I knew oh, he was going to be on your list. Yeah. The only reason I didn't put him on my list is because I knew you were going to have him.
1: So. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I love Geralt. I feel like, in terms of my introverted side, I feel such a kinship with the character. I mean, even even uh, Henry Cavill's performance in that. I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily got the looks or the charm, but, uh, but just his introversion. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? One of a kind. But... Um, no, just a just a lot of his character. I, I love it, and I love the experience I had playing that game over like the course of like what two or three years now. So I mean, plus he just that dude's an ace in the hole, man. I feel like he's the type of character like Chief. If he shows up somewhere. There's going to be some people that make it out alive. You know, it's not hopeless. Yeah. The situation's not hopeless. No, so. to me,
0: to me, which you know, I, I don't think this truly, truly happened until Witcher three. But like mm-hmm. Geralt has become a gaming icon. He is up there at Definitely the top didn't happen echelons. Three.
1: three was like what Skyrim was for Elder Scrolls, where yeah. it, came, it, it kind of penetrated, commercialized like pop culture. So where's to the me? To screen? me, he's one of the best characters in gaming. And, and the, the
0: great thing is, he's amazing in the books. He's amazing in the games. And Henry Cavill's performance. And yeah, they've yet to crushing. have a bad... All iteration. the mediums, yeah. If we get for a, sure. if we get a movie, they just need to keep Henry Cavill because you know that would be awful if they get a movie in a. Oh my Henry god, Cavill, yeah, so. dude, absolutely. Uh, Brian, great pick. over to
1: you for yeah. Thank you, thank you. Um, over to you for uh, your number two pick.
0: I'm going with Cloud Strife for number two.
1: Oh, great choice, dude. Only great choice.
0: I, I I pick. I only went number two with him because this was my thought process. Either Josh was going to also take him or I don't have to worry about it because Josh will choose Zach. That's where my mind was at. <laughs> um, but I went with Cloud Strife. Um, what's crazy about, you know, and if you guys listen to Final Fantasy 7 episode, you'll, you'll, you'll know some of this already. But like me and Josh just got into Final Fantasy 7 in the last couple years. And it skyrocketed to the very, very top of my favorite games of all time. And Cloud has become my third favorite character in gaming, even though oh. he's getting number two on this list. Uh, Chief Zelt
1: or Link and uh yeah. Well, I okay. didn't put
0: Link number two because I didn't think you'd steal it. Now you could be a dick and steal it now, but I don't. Think
1: <laughs> I think... You could do that. To I get can think of some people cheap. I know that probably would be like that, but yeah. I think you're probably got you've you probably got Link as a lock in, but who knows? Yeah, because I maybe, thought if you did, Josh I'll... took Link, it would only be a, to be a dick. Maybe I'll surprise um, surprise everyone on this show. We'll see.
0: Yeah, so uh, <laughs> leave great. So yeah, choice. I go with Cloud number Can't two. Cloud's, a, Cloud's actually a deep character. I think people who don't play the game think that he's just like a cool, spiky-haired, you know, protagonist. But you play the game and you find out, like, no, actually, he was kind of a loser. And he always felt like he wasn't good enough. And he every time he tried to do something, he kind of failed a lot. And, you know, he, he goes through, like, a memory loss. And he looks up to Zach, And all this stuff goes down. He's a deep character. Um, he's just—there's he's there's a reason that he's on the top of so many people's
1: lists. I mean, he's up Hell there yeah. with Master Chief and Geralt. So— Dude, that's a great pick. That's that's an never iconic trip. pick. So Yeah. All that spiky hair and pantaloons. Is he wearing pantaloons? I don't know, Josh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, fuck, they're just like baggy. Yeah. Baggy, yeah, they got to be pantaloons. He'd make a good pirate, I will say that. He'd make a good pirate. I, I think Cloud's a character, is never, it's never going to never gonna leave gaming.
0: You know, 100 years from now, he'll still be in
1: gaming. You know? No, it's crazy, because there's so many popular Final Fantasy characters I can think of that I, I even know of on a casual level, but... They just Cloud just penetrates, Cloud. again, he just, he yeah. he penetrates through Final Fantasy and goes to this, enters this different echelon of, like, gaming characters, you know what I mean? So, it's just yeah. crazy. It's crazy. That's a great pick, though, Brian. Top drawer pick, for sure. All right. Um. Now, we'll, we'll, You think we'll be... Well, I'll probably be a dick enough. If you pick a, if one of us picks a stupid character, are going to tell that person?
0: Like, <laughs> like, why the hell did you pick Shy Guy from Mario Kart? I'm you know? pretty
1: sure I got a wild card in here. A big surprise that I'm okay. saving at some point. Okay. I don't really think Brian's going to pick this one. If he does, I'll be surprised and okay. a little pissed. But there's no way I see this happening. All right. So, <laughs> my second pick, though. I'm going to go back to a little bit of Mass Effect, baby, and I'm going to pull Garrus Ficarian out for some calibration oh. work. Okay, I love Garrus Vakarian. Um, big drawer for me because he was just a clutch character. I was like, if I ever had a video game, if I ever had a best friend that's stuck in a video game, it's Garrus Vakarian. I love that dude to death. And I remember the last time I saw him right before I got on. I think it was in the extended cut stuff for Mass Effect Three. But I remember the last time I saw his character. As I'm getting aboard the ship and then I'm going to talk to that kid at the end of Mass Effect 3. But it was cool because like I knew in the moment, I'm like, this is the last time I see him. And I was so sad because I played Ma- when I played Mass Effect 2 for the first time, I didn't know that when you're going to hunt this Archangel guy, that it was gonna be Garrus. And then yeah. it has that like cool fucking like badass like action movie shot of like the camera, like he turns around. You know, and it's him, and you're like, what? <laughs> You've been tearing it up on my Omega this whole time, bro. What the fuck? And you had your own crew, and it's just so cool because he's like, he's basically his own shepherd, but he he still wants to work with my team, so he always goes under Shepherd. But like, he's on that same level to me. Just an iconic character, dude. And like, I mean, I don't know. And the voice actor did such a great job making his character distinct. Helped really establish the the um, oh my god Torians. Yeah, Turians. Turians yeah. <laughs> I want to say Tarians, but um, yeah, just did such so a great I, job.
0: I, uh, I agree with you, Josh, because uh, he, he to me, he's that character that's so good that he's a lock-in to your party every time you play. Like, there's no way you're leaving him out. Yeah. And I've told this story on the podcast before, but I, I think it's so relevant. You know, before I got into Mass Effect, I went to a friend's house who just got Mass Effect 2 at midnight, and I watched him play through the game, and he got to that final suicide run at the end, and he made a poor mistake to where Garrus died in the final Ooh. suicide mission and as garris dies he just goes <gasps> and he and he gets up and he just goes over to his xbox and he presses the power button and just turns the console oh yeah like, you did tell this story he's like i am not playing this game without <laughs> garris i yeah. refuse yeah if dude. you get to mass effect 3 and you don't have garris you done you done screwed up
1: man hell yeah dude hell garris yeah. is a great
0: pick i thought i i
1: there was three characters
0: that i thought you would have on your list for sure Geralt. And then the second one I thought was going to be Shepard. So
1: that's maybe that's where you okay. went. You went with Gareth okay, instead. I think Hawes okay. had Shepard on one of his. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, my number three. I'll just to lock him in and be safe. Uh, I'm going to take Link just so Josh can't be a dick and steal him. Even though I don't think he Damn would. Damn it. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Great choice, though. Great choice. Uh, it's it's crazy.
0: The it's crazy that Link is one of the uh, most iconic characters in gaming because, in some sense, he doesn't really have much of a personality. Mm-hmm. He has no. He has no voice. Uh, he he does a lot of like uh, grunts and excited expressions, but he just I don't know he's such a great embodiment for the player because he's a he's a he's a young kind he's a, you know he you either plays as a kid or as an adult he has different versions in, in the games but like he's just a young boy who gets thrown into an adventure and then and you get thrown into the adventure when you play his games and you get to see him grow and evolve with you know he gets new you know new items and. And you know, like even like an Ocarina of Time, you know, quite possibly the most popular Zelda, you get to see him grow up and become an, an adult and, and have these interactions. And then when you get to Majora's Mask, what's so cool, Josh? I don't know. I don't think you know this because you don't think you paid much attention to Zelda, but like, long story short, at the end of Ocarina of Time, um, Zelda sends Link back to being a child because he was robbed of his childhood. So oh, when you wow. start Majora when you start Majora's Mask you're playing as Kid Link, but you have all the mentality of Adult Link still. So, like Majora's Mask tells this really unique story of this like dark conflict with a with a mature character who's trapped in a kid's body
1: still. Okay. So, yeah. Damn. So, yeah. So it's a he's, sequel. So that's kind of. Majora's cool. Mask is a is a direct sequel. What a way to have a sequel like be a continuation, but go back in time. It's
0: very different. Yeah. Uh, what are they going to yeah, do so, a God of
1: War one where he's got like you know, big ass beard and he's aged and stuff. When are they going to mm. do that story?
0: Or they could go back to when he's like not Nintendo a god. was like, he we're is. not Sony, okay? They could do like a God of War sim where they go back and, and he's got uh, just a wife and a kid, and you just like do house chores, you know?
1: Yeah, hell yeah, so, hell yeah, some Animal uh, Crossing, but
0: like in, in Legend of Zelda, yeah. yeah. <laughs> few things. There are things more iconic, but few things are more iconic than that that green tunic and green hat and master sword and shield. Yeah. Really have, so, bro, was that
1: your fourth pick or third? I'm sorry.
0: That was my third. So now it'd be your third because you picked.
1: Witcher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, to, like, where are we at on the count here? Okay. Gearish, yep. Okay. I'm making I'm, I'm making marking my them list off as I'm going. Go. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. No, that's a great pick, dude. That's a great pick. I mean, I wouldn't pick it because guys, I've never I've yeah. only played one Zelda game. It was the original when I was a kid. I went to some dungeon or something. It played spooky music. I got scared, so I took I took the cartridge out and I never returned.
0: So much you mentioned, Josh, and I think you know this already, but like most all the Zelda games, it's a different character. It's not the same link. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. I yeah, did not know that. He's got, like, a bloodline where he just keeps... Basically keeps being reincarnated, pretty much. So, like... Oh, that's good. The, cool. the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask one are the same. Okay. But, like, Twilight Princess is different. Wind Waker's different. Breath of the Wild's different. They're not the same person. Does it tell that in the games, or is it just, like, you, um, it's implied? I would say many of the games it's implied, but it's also, like, in, like,
1: you know, the the history of Hyrule. So like Nintendo like fans just know, them. like, this is a they new that When know. they get a, yeah. like... Is Breath of the Wild 2 the same... As Breath of the Wild, it, it would
0: it's it sounds like it'd be the same. It's a direct okay. sequel, so it'd be the same. Okay. One. But like for instance, here's something that's interesting: is like um, like Twilight Princess Link. He is a direct blood descendant of Ocarina of Time Link, but Wind Waker Link is not blood related. Then The links in the Wind Waker links um, bloodline died off, and uh, Wind Waker Link just takes up the mantle. So he's not even interesting.
1: Wow. So. Damn, All right, Josh, yeah. over to you for That's three. the coolest I feel like anyone's ever made Legend of Zelda sound outside of the episode you did with uh with Ouija. That was oh, a yeah. that was a banger episode. I love that one. Absolutely. Um it, which blew my mind too, you guys mentioned in there, uh while I'm thinking about it. I remember there was something in there you guys said about I wanna say it was Majora's, Majora's mask on the DS and how it changed the boss fights or something like that. Some game did.
0: It's the only remake that's ever been done where I I can't play it like You know how when a game gets like a remaster or a remake and then you hear a fan who's like, oh man, that used to be the color blue, now it's green, I can't play it, and you roll your eyes (laughs) because you're like, damn dude, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, Majora's Mask changed so much, I I just, I cannot, I can't, I can't do
1: it. Yeah. Understandable. Understandable. All right. uh, for number three, Brian might actually have this one. I am pulling Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Yep, you took it. Yep. Yeah, I love Sora. Brian, honestly, to his respect... Uh, and his wife, are bigger fans than I am of Kingdom Hearts. I've only ever played the first one. I've always Erica refused... you much bigger than
0: both of us. She's played them all.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've always refused moving on because I wanted to 100% it. I know I can go uh, and look up the secret ending up on YouTube, but I just want to complete it. But for you guys that don't know, I'm just going to tell DR this because I've said this so many times. There is this ultimate Keyblade that you can craft in the game. And in order to do so, you have to get a certain amount of... Stuff that you 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 get to craft and one of the things is called mystery goo and you have to fight these little mushroom dudes but it's it's a rare one that shows up and they'll show up rarely and then even then when they do there's like a zero 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 point one percent chance they're gonna drop that mystery goo so it's like ultra rare super hard to get and I've just never gotten it I've never gotten a single one so I want to I've never beat Sephiroth in the arena in the Coliseum um and i've never gotten i don't think i think i got close to getting all the dalmatians there's 100 dalmatians missing in that game and you have to you have to find them all and round them up um but i got to the end of the game because you go back to destiny islands if i'm not mistaken right at the end yeah. and so i got there i just i shut my console off i literally did what your buddy did with mass effect and i was like hmm. i can't i can't do this without all that so uh i haven't and i've, I've replayed it since but i fell off and stuff but I love Kingdom Hearts. Uh, that really was a game that opened me up to not only Final Fantasy stuff, was like writing on the wall in a sense, but also just uh Japanese influenced games, Japanese developed games, uh in general. Because again, I was so used to playing sports games, movie license games. Those were like mostly uh Americanized, you know, Western culture titles and stuff like that. So, uh, Kingdom Hearts took me in a whole different direction. Took me in a whole different setting and gave me familiar Disney characters and locations. And oh, pour one out, Chef's Kiss for Traverse Town. I listen. There's like a ten hour loop of that on YouTube. I will listen to that sometimes, and I love it
0: it. It makes me. It calms me. It makes me like in a better mood.
1: Yeah, that town. Like, that music, when I listen to it, I feel like that's, like, wind-down stuff. Like, if I'm about to go to bed, I want to hear Traverse Town. It's got this homeliness to it that I just freaking adore. And Soar is a cool character. I mean, in future games, he he, he goes through a maturity. But, like, he's a, he's a super cool kid. And I was around the same age he's as wholesome. him when the game came out. It's super wholesome. He's got that cloud, like, kind of spiky hair. Yeah. He's got those big old boots And stuff, but the beginning of that game is fucking awesome on Destiny Islands, and you gotta choose, you know, if you want the sword and shield and all that stuff. Great opening intro. I just I don't know. I love that game. I love Sora. I love how he gets infused with these Disney characters and Riku and everybody. Ah I fucking love that game, dude. I love it. You know
0: what's hilarious? Like Erica's favorite game of all time is Kingdom Hearts, and she's not a big fan of
1: Sora. (laughs) Okay, who is her favorite then?
0: Riku. Riku? Yeah, she like she likes the angsty like. I was gonna say that like makes characters. sense. A
1: lot of girls really liked Riku. Yeah, so I, yeah, I get that. Yeah,
0: no, I I love Sora too because I love I love his wholesomeness. You know, yeah. he's just he just always, you know, so every now and then I I kind of like I feel like I relate to him when like you know he just makes that big stupid grin. You know, remember when I came back to Twitter, I was just like eee! he makes that big yeah, like, grin. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just he's just a, he's just a wholesome happy person. I mean, Josh obviously is like that too. And uh, Brian, uh, what was your favorite f- favorite section in Kingdom Hearts one? Kingdom Hearts 1? Oh, it's yeah. Hollow, Bastion. Hollow Bastion. Hollow Bastion? Okay. It's Hollow Bastion wasn't really good. That's bad. I mean, if you do Unless you count Traverse Town, but like... I mean, I would, it would count it, too. Yeah, I would count but it. as far as like venturing out, you know, uh, Hollow Bastion's really badass, and you, you meet uh, the Beast there, and it's just got a whole different feel to it, so...
1: Yeah, I don't know what my top one would be. is amazing. I mean, if I'm not counting... I don't know, I kind of love Destiny Islands. I mean, it's small, yeah. it's super tiny, but... Yeah. Great Beach, beach vibes at the beginning, and you can like fight with a... What was it? The wooden swords and you race and shit. I don't know. There's
0: a reason there's so many Kingdom Hearts games. It's just it's such a unique series that and
1: it's creepy in it's atmosphere yeah. at times. It is genuinely creepy.
0: It's it's deserving of being a long range franchise. It's it's one of my favorite franchises for sure, dude. Super good. But all right, Brian, on to you for number four. Okay. Number four, I am going with the Doom Guy. Doom Guy, fucking yes. a dude. Hell yeah. Um, I have to put him up there because very nice. He is one of the longest-running characters of my gaming life. I remember being like three or four, and my aunt and uncle were having a party at their house, and my parents went over and they brought me, and there was a bunch of guys like my dad and and my uncle and a bunch of other grown men who were all in a bedroom uh, circled around a computer, and they were playing the original Doom on the computer. And I remember just watching it thinking like, that looks so awesome, but I'll mm-hmm. never get to play it. And then eventually we got it on our computer, and I used to play it all the time by myself. And I'd play it with my brother sometimes where he'd he'd move the I'd move the character and he'd press the shoot button. I've told that before. Um, so I grew up playing Doom 1, Doom 2. Um, when Doom 3 came out, now Doom Guy's not in Doom 3. Um, it's actually just another random Marine who's not Doom Guy. But when Doom 3 came out, me and my brother got really excited for that. We picked that up, but I, I was too scared to me and Creighton were too scared to play it, but in Creighton's defense, like a year or two later, he wasn't too scared anymore, and he played through it. And I was still yeah. too scared, like yeah. to play through it, because <laughs> it's just
1: a creepy game. But I have beat it several times. Could you rank me right now, like your favorite Dooms, from most favorite to least?
0: Yes, Doom Two, the original.
1: Okay. Uh, then Doom One, the original. So like Doom okay. Two, Doom One. Gotcha. Uh,
0: Doom sixty four. Oh, nice. Um, Interesting. Then I would go uh, Doom twenty sixteen. Okay. Doom Eternal, and then Doom three. Damn. Yeah. Damn. And Do- okay Doom 3 is badass. I love Doom 3. Well, okay, just- but
1: why is Doom 3 at the bottom? And why does Doom 2 uh secede okay.
0: Doom 1? Well, so
1: so Doom 2 is, oh, I'm sorry. Doom 2 is, is what... Doom 1. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, Doom 2 is basically what you would consider like an expansion pack by today standards. Okay. Doom 2 is literally just Doom 1, except you have the double barreled shotgun. They introduce some of the most iconic enemies of the game, and there's really unique levels. Because basically, like Doom 1 has better level design. But since they wanted to break out and do something new, in Doom 2, the levels get crazy wild. And then there's like new enemies like, like the Mancubus is not in Doom 1. The Archvile that summons enemies is not in Doom 1. Like I said, the double-barreled shotgun. So Doom 2 to me is just like... I think most people would say Doom 1's critically better, but Doom is more fun for me to play. It's got more additions. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously I put Doom 1 and Doom 2 at the top because that's the originals, what I grew up with. Uh, Doom 64, really unique that... I got Doom 64 on my Nintendo 64 when I was little, but all the graphics and all the sound and all the weapons and all the enemies, everything has changed. And I remember just being like kind of thrown off as a kid and, and I didn't want to play it because I was like, this isn't Doom, this is like a cheap knockoff. Yeah. Then I come to find out as I get older, Doom 64 actually had direct influence from id and John Carmack and is actually Doom 3. Doom 64 is the, is the original Doom 3. It's just not called Doom 3. Like it okay. follows the story... It picks up the story from Doom 2 and carries it out. Um, uh, so Doom 64, I played it for the first time when it came to Xbox. It launched. The, this is what's crazy, guys. The day Doom Eternal came out, Doom 64 came out the same day, and I didn't play Doom Eternal. I played Doom 64 instead. That's cool though. And I, I beat <laughs> the whole game. That's such a Brian
1: thing to do, but I yeah. love it. I beat yeah. the
0: whole game first, and then I started Doom Eternal, and I was like, I was blown away by Doom 64. I love it. I could actually see, like, it probably won't happen but i could see doom 64 moving up the list even higher cuz i love it so much uh and then mm. like doom eternal and doom 1 amazing i think the reason i put doom 2016 above eternal is because it felt more horror and it was the game that brought us back to roots eternal I do think 2016
1: was, is better i do think it's yeah, not Eter- shit on eternal it's just i eternal do eternal's
0: mechanically more impressive but it's just a little different and then doom 3 is at the bottom but i love that game that's top that's in my
1: top 50 anyways to that's a great game. wide buffalo game if um, we we need to it, do like not necessarily a draft but like a list of like games in our backlog that we wanted to get through yeah. in terms of like most interested to least because doom three is absolutely in that 10 for me
0: yeah doom, doom three just it kind of it sacrifices some of the things that make doom what it is but mm-hmm. in 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 doing that it makes great
1: a great game it's different did that have the same or i'm sorry did quake 4 have the same engine that doom three used yes it it's using the, the doom three engine yep. damn i love that engine dude i love yeah. the look
0: it's it's a very it's a it was a, a very impressive engine yeah i love uh, how it looked uh, but yeah, the Doom the Doom guy's not in Doom Three. That's the only one he's not in. He's it's just a regular Marine. Okay. That's not Doom guy. Okay. Um, but yeah,
1: so Doom guy. That is my uh, that's my number four pick. Josh, what's your number four pick? Nice. My number four pick. I'm gonna go in a contrast for this one, and I'm gonna select Duke Nukem. Really? Yeah. I didn't know you cared for that character. I'm here to eat ass and chew bubble gum. I don't think he <laughs> said that And I'm that all out of gum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just got that Do that. Everyone's dying. butt. I hear the people have him, the voice actor, say so many one-liners. I remember there was this one where he was like, "How do all those midgets fit into that car?" And I was Jeez. like, "What?" Uh, but anyway, Dude, tell me about this because I, I didn't no, even know you cared about this game. Yeah, really. no, I absolutely love Duke Nukem. This is one of the games that I was first introduced to as a kid. Which most of you guys are like, "Ooh," but but the thing was is that when I was little, the first game I ever played was the original Super Mario. And we had, like I think, Paperboy, we had some golf game, and that was it. So the Nintendo was out in the living room. Well, my dad had a designated computer room, right? In the 90s, there was always a computer room in a house. And my dad was in there playing, well, before I was born, it was Wolfenstein. But around the time I was coming of age, it was Duke Nukem. My dad played several of those games, and I would come in there, and I'm like, What you playing, Dad? He's like, I don't know, you're kind of too young to see this. And then he would go and show me, and, like, you see in the bathroom stalls and stuff, and there'd be, like, the picture of a woman, you know, and stuff, or, like, a, a strip club. You know, you'd have this, like, 3D sprite or whatever. And, I mean, it was just really funny. Dad would be like, listen to, listen to what he says here, you know, and I'm going to rip off your head and shit down your neck. And it was just it's really... Got senti- it's got sentimental value. It's sentimental value, and plus I just thought it was cool, because as I have grown up since, and I have played you know, that sort of first person, almost like Doom Clone type experience. Um, that's the one I always come back to because everyone else is pretty much a silent protagonist. And I really love that Duke Nukem has his quips. Now, I've never played Duke Nukem forever. I know that wasn't received I was about well. To ask. I do think you I don't think you can really do Duke Nukem in today's times. I think you, you could like recontextualize his character in certain ways, but like I don't think it would pass, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately because like You know, I don't take what he says seriously. I just enjoy the novelty of it. But again, I I understand it's not really fitting for today's age and and where we're at and stuff. But... I love Duke Nukem as a character. I think he's just hilariously funny. I thought it was cool in Duke Nukem Forever, if I'm not mistaken, how you can use... I want to say Bulletstorm characters. No, no, no. I got it backwards. In Bulletstorm, you could actually have a Duke Nukem skin to use in the campaign, similar to how in Gears yeah. 5 you can use Batista. So, super cool that they did that stuff. And he's just a legendary character in gaming culture. And even though he's more of a product of the 90s, he hasn't really cra- uh, carried over and transitioned. I'll always remember him His his guile like uh, fucking spiked hair from Street Fighter almost and uh, those glasses those aviator glasses dude and the sort of like a crotch up shot that they always have of him and stuff I love Duke Nukem
0: yeah see I, I never um, I never really was into Duke Nukem I did play the originals but the most time I spent with Duke Nukem was in Duke Nukem forever and Brian let me show you what's go up. ahead I'm,
1: I was going to say is the knockoff version of Duke Nukem Dick Nickel Yeah, I think it is now <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jack Nickel. What were you um, saying?
1: Uh, so Jack Nickel.
0: My biggest exposure to Duke Nukem was Duke Nukem Forever, and let me sh- share with you my experience. I start the game off. I go into a bathroom stall. There's a turd in the toilet. I pull the turd out of the toilet. I am carrying the turd around, and then I start writing on the wall with poop smear <laughs> in Duke Nukem Forever. What'd you write? I, I don't know. I just <laughs> like I'm I'm just sitting there drawing things with a turd, and I'm like, this is really what this game is. And the then word is my I get in the further into the game and you're like in an alien facility and uh-huh. I'm walking along and it says slap wall titty. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? And I look over and the wall has a giant boob on it. <laughs> and you can just press X to slap wall titty. <laughs> and I'm like, this game's stupid. Did you slap the wall titty? Yeah. Hell yeah, you did, bro. Of course yeah. I did. <laughs> i did how, how are you gonna be how are you gonna get a prompt for something like that and not do it what's this do oh that's awesome i feel funny man i can't imagine showing erica, <laughs> imagine showing erica that I'd be like, hey, oh my babe, god check out yeah game. don't
1: do not I'm but, just uh... a wool titty. <laughs> but oh my gosh yeah see a product of its time it wouldn't pass for today and i understand i completely agree. it didn't it pass just... when
0: it forever came out <laughs> oh
1: my god yeah uh Great pick. Anyway, Brian, uh, over to you. What's your number five? I think my we're number
0: five, halfway- and I have a little bit, a little bit of a bone to pick with uh, Hawes and Steve on this one. Oh uh, yeah. My number five pick is Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. Okay. Um, and the reason I have a little bit of a bone to pick them is because they uh, they just they, they said that Marcus and Dom were you know they were cool but like they weren't that interesting and like really really cool and Barrett are more interesting and more important or are like more worth putting on your team I guess and mm. I was like man. Come on, I love Marcus and Domina. Like I think I think they're great characters. I really love them and if I had to choose somebody from Gears to have on my team, I'd definitely pick Marcus Phoenix. I to me that's he's a gaming icon and he's you know of the few there's a few games in my life that I've had revolutionary experiences with and one of them was Gears of War and playing as Marcus sure. Phoenix. So, uh you know, he will you know, he wields a chainsaw bayonet. What can go wrong? He's, I he's would agree ass.
1: with him in that sense because I mean Baird was my favorite. I kind of thought and you and I love I love Cole's one liners. Cole kinda drives me nuts, but I do love his one liners. But Marcus, the whole like DOM, damn, damn You know, that kinda yeah. gets old and then Dom Maria <laughs> This is that's just all I remember by but they're super Lasagna. And and by three, you know, when he's trying when when there's the what is it, the Sad world, whatever the music's playing. Uh, oh, Mad World, Mad World. I said Sad World. What is it? Six Sad Mad World? world. Dario, shout out. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's a sad scene, but but hey, I get it though. I mean, Xavier feels the same way. Him and uh, his but and his brother, they played Marcus and Dom all the time, and that's like their characters that they identify with. He, yeah. him being Marcus, his brother being Dom, and even Justin. When I played Gears, all the, I I played all every Gears can co-op. Well. Pretty much the Epic Games ones. I played. It's funny how it's... I'm like, I played the the Bungie ones, but uh, yeah. played the Epic ones in co op with Justin, and he was always Dom, so I do always associate him with Dom, and he always used him in, in multiplayer. So, and you just use Marcus, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I have I have a bad habit of most times I my favorite character is the main character. I wish
1: well, I there's nothing wrong good with that. that nothing but, wrong with that. Yeah. So that's how it is for a lot of mine. But no, Marcus is still a great pick, dude. Because I mean, that story was so like small in scale in the first gears, yeah. but it made everyone want to know more about it.
0: Oh yeah, you know? and it really
1: blew up to me. Brian, Bra- what was your uh chat me up about your first like experience playing Gears of War. How did you Come about that? Uh,
0: I think I've told on the podcast before. Basically, I got a 360 for my birthday, and there wasn't a single game on the 360 I was interested in because I was waiting for Halo Three to come out. Uh-huh. And I went to the game store, and I had like I had like sixty five dollars, and I heard a lot about Gears of War. I even did research online. I watched like reviews on Gears of War and stuff. They were all amazing reviews and everything. And I thought it doesn't really look like a game I'm going to like. But I, I went to the game store, and they had a used copy for fifty five dollars, and I thought, well, <laughs> it's I a steal. Think- yeah, well, I thought I might as well buy it, and then I can return it if I don't like it, you know, because you yeah. get seven days with the used game, so Fuck I bought GameStop, it. Fuck GameStop, bro. <laughs> yeah, GameStop <laughs> blows. Um, but I brought it back home, and me and Creighton started playing co-op through Gears, and had a little bit of fun at the beginning, uh-huh. and I kept having more fun and more fun, and then we got to the, the Berserker segment, where you gotta run away from the Berserker, Oh! and me and my brother were just jumping out of our skin laughing oh, yeah. and, and and trying to get, get away from him, and <laughs> Uh, it was it was at that moment, I think after the Berserker part, I don't know if we were going to bed or if we had something to do, we we, we shut the game off. And I, it was at that moment I went, I just had another Halo experience. Like, again. Dude, like, that's fucking cool you say Halo, that. Like, Xbox had Halo, and then immediately yeah. the follow-up console had another Halo experience. Man, we
1: need to do an episode on the Gears game. Because, like, I, I had, i was seen that promoted so much. When I got my 360, guys, I didn't get a 360 game with it. Like, pretty much like Brian said, I got it. With um, wanting to get Oblivion And I knew Halo 3 was coming In like a year or whatever But I mainly just played Halo 2 on it And then I got Oblivion But the next game that people would not shut up about Was Gears of War And my cousin Justin, friend of the show Said, Josh you gotta play this game You gotta try this game And I was like, you know, crossing my arms I was like, you know, everyone's like, it's the Halo killer And I was like, fuck that, you know, Halo nothing. In a kill. sense Halo. it
0: was because it took and down It, was.
1: 2 it for, really yeah. was, it really was for a while And it wasn't until a Thanksgiving at my grandma's that I said, "You know what? Bring it over." Because we always would escape into this one room. We didn't want to do any of the work. We just wanted to eat. So we would yeah. uh, a bunch of us kids would escape into one of the back rooms. We'd set up a PlayStation. This time being a 360, and we would play it. And the moment I chainsawed the fir- my first locust, I was I had my eureka. Like Halo moment, like I've arrived. Holy shit, I'm in love with this. I have to get this game, and it was within a week or two that my dad ended up getting it for me, which is awesome of him. So, love that series. Yeah, great pick. Yeah, great it's, pick. it's
0: interesting how like you know, I feel like you know, Halo one to Halo two, Halo two is a much bigger scale, mm-hmm. but Halo one still felt pretty grand. You know, you're in a spaceship, you're you're on a planet. There's aliens. There's blood, sure. but. It wasn't that way with Gears. Like, Gears 1 felt incredibly small. It felt like a couple dudes on a, on one, on a small mission, you know, just across the planet, you know, real Hell quick. Yeah. Um, and then Gears 2 blew it up and made it huge. So, like, going from Halo 1 to 2 was big, but not as big as Gears 1 to Gears 2 in my mind. Because remember, Gears 2, you're, like, you're riding on that, like, elephant-like vehicle, and there's, like... That was my favorite how part they of the did... game. It was all downhill from there. Oh, that's unfortunate because it's <laughs> my favorite. But... I remember you would look out at the field, like, you'd be riding that thing, and you'd look out at the field, and there'd be, like, 300 locusts running. Like, they weren't actually yeah, enemies it looked, as much as... Yeah, you could shoot it. them. You could shoot them, and they die, but, like, it was... Like, they didn't have, like, AI. They were just, like, programmed running,
1: you know. Flippy V was like, they'll love it. Just put, just yeah. make them run. Yeah. So, Marcus Phoenix, what's your number five, Josh? Man, great pick, though. And shit, dude, I love that part. Dizzy and shit. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I got your back yeah, like a bus crack. Back like a bus crack. Yeah. <laughs> Uh great pick so far. My number five. I'm heading to Netherrealm, uh, the world of Mortal Kombat, and I'm going with Ooh. my boy Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. Johnny motherfucking cage, man. This guy has always been my favorite character uh in Mortal Kombat. He is my main. And I I don't even know like you know, sometimes it's it's hard to honestly remember at this point in time, like how I arrived at some characters just being my favorite. I can remember a basketball player becoming my favorite simply because I saw his card one day in the store and I said you're going to be my favorite. And I met him and he was amazing. So, really? it was all because of that moment. But Johnny Cage, I just I've always loved. And you know, I kind of get bummed nowadays because he's so f- at the focus, like he's 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 such a forefront of focus in the Mortal Kombat series because he has that sort of like I'm an asshole and it's charming type of like behavior mm-hmm. that I know I would hate in real life, but yet I find charming in the video game. But he's pushed so much to the front now, and I always kind of loved when he was a bit more in the back, where he kind of just shone on his own. He had his own like aura rather than being projected to the front. But yeah. I'm digressing. I love his character, the the glasses, you know, and, and obviously in the movie, you know, these five hundred dollars pair of sunglasses. Asshole kills Goro by punching him in the bowels. No one else ever thought of doing that. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, and and uh, Lennon Ashby did a great job playing him. And I remember he was like, "Let's dance," like in the intro. Ah. Funny man, uh, did you ever see that movie? Do you like that movie? No, I haven't what? seen it. No movie. fucking what movie? way, Brian! What movie? Mortal Kombat? nineteen no, ninety oh five. I've never God. seen I've never seen a single Mortal Kombat movie. Period. I'm not I'm not reacting in some assholes way where I'm like Brian, what the fuck? I'm I'm just like seriously blown away. I thought most people. Why would you be that. surprised? Because it's a I video mean, game movie.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I'm not into Mortal Kombat. So. Yeah,
1: but I mean, I, I would have imagined there would have been a point when you would have been at least like mildly curious.
0: Hmm. Interesting!
1: Wow, I really learned something today. That's no, I was going to ask you who who's
0: the because in my mind the most popular character of Mortal Kombat is either Sub Zero or Raiden.
1: Who would you say is the most popular character? Uh, Scorpion, um, Sub Zero, Raiden would probably be third though. Raiden would probably Scorpion,
0: Sub Zero, all one character. Yeah,
1: now Ed Boon is you know one of the co-creators in Mortal Kombat. Scorpion is like his baby. So Scorpion's always been up there, and people love Scorpion. But Sub Zero is is the the blue dude, and that's so his Raiden's contrast
0: third best. Yeah,
1: Raiden's probably third for sure. I mean, I'm a, my I got I got a list of favorites, and it's not those three. But I mean, Johnny Cage just, is up there. I just I love his move, the Shadow Kicks. I mean, I used him. I used to play Mortal Kombat Trilogy in my basement, and we had this heater, and I was like, I remember being just as scared as that as McCullough Culkin was in Home Alone. Huh. His. and But I would be down there putting in the cheat codes and stuff and trying to do these bivalodies, animalities, and shit, and like, it was a horrifying game. Like It was brutal and creepy, uh, but I couldn't stop playing it. And Johnny Cage just brought a sense of, like he made me laugh at the same time. It's like almost like, it's okay. <laughs> like I know you're scared, but it's okay. Let's have some fun. Uh, great. Fucking cool ass character, dude. And I, I, I wasn't super peachy keen on the newest Mortal Kombat movie, but they did tease his character mm-hmm. to come into the sequel. Like you literally, like camera pretty much ends panning to a shot on the wall of like Johnny Cage's name. So
0: sweet, yeah. I mean, I know that's a good pick. I just have no really exposure to Mortal yeah. Kombat. Yeah, so. uh,
1: I did not think at all when I came into this that you would managed to steal that one so i thought that was pretty yeah. safe <laughs> well now now i'm actually convinced
0: i, I now that w- the ones we have are out of the way i don't think you're gonna steal any of mine that's how yeah, i feel i don't know so,
1: it's it'd be we'll interesting see. we're gonna have to do a um, part two at some point and see because i feel like we, we do in the second and, one. and
0: josh don't don't worry about it but i need i have to leave in about 40 minutes on the dot okay so, but we're doing okay we're yeah, halfway we'll
1: get yeah. done we'll we'll make it we'll make uh, it.
0: my number six is leon from resident evil oh good pick dude um, yeah, good pick I became a Resident Evil fan just right before Final Fantasy, like six months before Final Fantasy. So okay. I played Resident Evil 4. I've, I've played two now as well, so like I, I've had more exposure to Leon. But basically just that whole experience of playing Resident Evil 4 as Leon. Uh, he's suave. He's charming. You know, Ashley's in love with him. Uh, <laughs> the ladies love him. He's he's, ac- he's an action hero. He kicks ass. He's cool. Uh, he does crazy freaking... Backflips and different things in the game. He's cool. Um, I don't know. He's just he's just uh, he's just a perfect he's just a perfect kind of video game protagonist because everything's about him. Cool is cool and collected. Some of his remarks, like I can't remember. Josh, have you played uh, Resident Evil before?
1: No, no. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, there'll be like scenes where like they're talking over like a laptop or walkie-talkie kind of visual thing, and it'll have it'll pop up kind of like we're doing right now for a podcast. It'll mm-hmm. pop up with two faces on a screen. And Leon will end up making some like sarcastic remark to someone and they're always suave and funny and he was
1: super likable.
0: He's the kind of character whenever he pops up on screen, whether it's an announcement of a new game or, or something like that, it's just like you're happy to see him, you know. And oh, yeah. and we named our dog after Leon. So Leon uh, our dogs are named after Resident Evil
1: characters. our dogs are Leon and Claire from Resident Evil two. So Stars. A lot yep. of them.
0: So did you uh, play? Have you played point. any Resident Evils, Josh? Yeah,
1: I've beaten five in co-op. Uh, I played a bit okay. of six, and so played a good chunk of good chunk there. of seven. No, not a whole lot. Okay, but yeah. So I, I played. I, I've dabbled. I've dabbled okay. with the evil. Well, over to you, Josh. Let's get <clears> to your six then. <clears throat> Number six, my favorite game of all time. The only reason this is so low on the list is because I knew Brian wouldn't take it. Darth Revan. I knew he. I, the three I thought were going to be on your list: Geralt,
0: Darth Revan, and Shepard. I was Mother wrong about Shepard. Is,
1: man, dude. Let me tell you all about Revan, dude. Now, granted, it's kind of tough for me to pick a protagonist that's an empty vessel for you because, like, you know, it's 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 kind of subjective and it's up to your experience and what you choose and do. But I just love Darth Revan's character. That was the first game I ever got that freedom of choice in, you know, and I never had that in a game before. So having that empty vessel experience be my sort of virgin experience of that was incredible, even in a way that had nothing to do with Star Wars. But being in that Star Wars world, having that huge twist that this character you're playing as all the time uh, is Revan and that these Jedi that, you know, you've come to form a kinship with uh, mess with your mind to kind of make you forget. And uh, it just game goes into, into some crazy, interesting places. And even the sequel does, too. But um, I love Darth Revan, and I, I'm so glad that so, uh, help me he's understand, coming back into Josh. the fold.
0: Yeah, help me understand, like, is, does Darth Revan have... I say this in, like, a, a respectful way. Sure. Does he purposely... Does he not have much of a personality because you're playing as him, or does he have a, a lot of established character?
1: I mean, he does have some established bits. I mean, like, he had an apprentice named Malak, which is your antagonist in the game, and he was... There was this great... I mean, there was, basically, there, I'm trying to think of how to sum this up. There were these Mandalorian Wars going on, and... Revan thought he had a whole lot of influence with all these Jedi. People looked up to him at the Academy and he thought they should go and fight. They need to do something about it. Most of the council, like in the prequels was like, we need to talk about this. We need to think about this. So him, Malak and a bunch of Jedi left and they went and fought. Well, at some point when he's out there fighting, he finds an actual Sith, like a species of Sith finds the Sith Lord, if I'm not mistaken, and it fucks him up. It's kind of ambiguous, but fucks them up, changes them, comes back as a Sith Lord, starts not only completely fucks up the Mandalorians, ends the war, but um, tries to take over the galaxy. So, had a lot of backstory wow. there that's implied. That's the TLDR.
0: Knights of the Republic is on my short list of games that I need to experience. Now, depending on what happens with the uh, the remake... Uh, I could put, t- here's what I, here's what I'd like, here's what I think will happen. I think what will happen is what happened with Final Fantasy VII. Yep, I was just thinking. The, re- the remake will come out, I'll play it, I'll love it, and I'll love it so much, I'll go, Josh, I have to play the original no matter what, I'll go back and play it. Um, I have got, you know, a, cu- a few hours into the original, but I just never stick with it. It's just, it's just, you know, it's old and... But the same thing could have been said for Final Fantasy 7. Once, like remake instills a love for me, like the then I could go back and really push through. So, but it's always seemed like an amazing game. It feels like I mean it's basically Mass Effect point zero, like it's the it's the first yeah, one. Yeah, you
1: know? <laughs> it really is. And Jade Empire was a spiritual successor, so you could see the DNA is being written there yeah. for what became Mass Great Effect. Great pick. Yeah, what over Great to you, pick, man? Um, I'm glad you brought this up, Josh, because I would have left it off the list. It is Arkham Batman. Art from Batman. I knew that was gonna be on there. That's why I even t- I text Brian. It Wasn't gonna be until you said that. Yeah, I texted Brian the other day and I was like, "Hey, dude. Like, by the way, characters that are like established in other forms of entertainment are totally, totally allowed. Like, we could totally."
0: Yeah, like I thought we couldn't choose it because like Batman's not from games. Like, what? So like you're gonna have like your number seven is gonna be like Kurt Warner.
1: <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Warner?
0: Because <laughs> he's in a video game. <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah! Fucking football player. Yeah, it's the American underdog himself, Kurt fucking Warner. Then like, Zach exactly like, Levi shows up. Hey guys, what's up? You're like Geralt, Darth Revan, Kurt Warner. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah. So I pick Arkham Batman
0: because another another series that I I just I got to not actually not that late. I only got to I, when I got to Arkham Games City wasn't even out yet. So I actually got there pretty early. But Asylum had already been out for like almost two years when I got to it. But I remember just basically being over at Justin's house, our friend Justin's house. Yeah. And uh, he told me, you know, he told me that Arkham Asylum was, you know, a freaking phenomenal game, amazing game. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, I was like, well, is it like good for a Batman game or like, you know, just like a really good game? He's like, no, it's just exceptional in general. I'm like, sure. Well, no, I'm like, well, Noah has a copy, but I, I don't know. He's like, you should, you should try it. I'm like, all right, maybe I will. So I got, I got, I borrowed Noah's copy, my younger brother. And I tried it, and very quickly in the game, I was like, holy shit, this is one. In
1: a eureka moment, or did it just kind of... Oh,
0: coalesce? man, I, I just the atmosphere immediately just yeah, encapsulated me. The, the,
1: on I'd say, I know what, the
0: eureka moment was literally following, following Joker on the stretch board at the beginning. Like, that it was it. was a great it. opening. Yeah, Great opening. and uh, I played it, and it immediately went to the top of my games. Like, for instance, when I played Arkham, Gears of War was probably, like, number two or three favorite game of all time i like arkham more like I oh, arkham, yeah. beat it. arkham went above gears like it was that much of a wow i'm into the series and then of course i was huge into it from then on out so i waited at midnight for all the other ones and i love city and I, I i loved all of them even night which i have a lot of problems with it's my least favorite i had a lot of problems with night uh, it's still a great game um and i say arkham batman because you know not only... Well, we're talking about video games, right? And this is the interpretation of Batman yeah. that I love the I hate most. Like, I, totally. I, I actually love Arkham Batman more than Christian Bale, more than uh, Rob Pattinson, more than the animated series. And I would say the animated series is low-key the same,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the Arkham one's got a little bit of a darker, kind of grittier span. For sure, on it's it, a maybe. little bit more
1: mature. Uh, you can get away with a little bit more.
0: So I, I love those games. I've Great played it a million times, a million times over. Dude, That's number kidding. seven for me. What's your seven, Josh?
1: Number seven, guys. Uh, let me see if you know this tune. I'm going to play this here. I'll, I'm going to set this up. I'm going to see if Brian can guess this. I don't think he can. Let me see. Here it goes. Here it goes. It's going to set it in. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I I've heard it before. Suck my balls. <laughs> my balls. That is Nathan Drake, man, from the oh, Uncharted okay. series. Great. Hi. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I fell in love with Nathan Drake's character, dude. Like, I and Uncharted guys was a game, a series that I always wanted to play. I didn't own a PS3. I there was never like any other game outside of the Uncharted series that made me want to buy in on the exclusiveness exclusiveness of it. So I just thought maybe you know, man, at some point. And then PS4 was starting to you know re release things like Kingdom Hearts and it got the Uncharted uh, collection, the Nathan Drake collection, and stuff like that. And I was like, I gotta get it. So I got a PS4 for Christmas one year, and I just started playing through them one by one chronologically, and especially after playing 4. I played Lost Legacy as well, which is a spinoff, but I played that too. But Uncharted 4 is like a quintessential video game experience. Y- you gotta have. You have to have that. Like, it, it's in the Hall of Fame to me, and uh, it's incredible. Absolutely yeah, I,
0: incredible. I Dude, I really want to be a fan, because I'm already a fan. Like I'm a fan of the series... From a distance already and I like the movie. I like everything about Naughty Dog and Uncharted. But you know, I always want to start with one and I mm-hmm. keep going back to I went to one back to one at least three times and I just I just don't really have that much fun.
1: It's rough. You know? It's rough because it's super dated by comparison, but everything in those games are very much they have the DNA of all those platformer adventure games that we played back on the PS1 in yeah. those days. I mean it is it is in that game's DNA, the puzzle solving, the platforming uh obviously some of the gunplay and stuff like that but obviously a great story it's i'll put it this way by the time you get through all of them if you ever do you'll be a huge fan one of the biggest fans i know but the first one is a bit rough
0: i think a i think rough. the day will come when i get through it if you had to choose josh if i if i never played through uncharted or i never played through national republic what would you choose
1: uh you got to play uncharted okay now you'd think most people would think i'd go with national republic but here's the thing i don't think that that's your kind of game uncharted is so i say that out of respect i get that like i get it, that yeah if i want to be totally. subjective i'm like oh play play kotor but yeah no uh uncharted is just waiting for you to fall in love with he's a gaming it. icon today. man Dr- yeah. drake
0: i mean absolutely gaming for icon. sure
1: what's your number eight buddy number
0: eight this is the one that's gonna throw everyone for the loop the most this is the one you wouldn't expect okay this is the one that Step i think up. if i told you to guess 100 times you'd never guess okay my number eight drum roll Michael Scott drum roll. Jack of Blades from Fable One.
1: Jack of Blades from Fable. You think you ever wow. would have guessed that? No, I never would have guessed that. I would have said the hero Oakvale, maybe, but like Well not the thing Jack is the of hero Blades. of Oakvale doesn't have the character that Jack of Blades does. Right. And, He's just and, the and empty vessel.
0: I would, yeah. I would say one of the one of the things that makes because for me, I th- I feel like I'm actually in the minority. I think most people say the best Fable game was Fable Two. Uh, for me, Fable 2 was still great. I love Fable 2, but it was a disappointment coming off Fable 1 for me. Mm-hmm. Fable 1 is in the top, top, top uh, of my favorite games of all time. Top of the two. I love top. Fable. And um, Jack of Blades is is such a cool hero. Or I'm sorry, not hero. Well, he used to be a hero, actually, mm-hmm. in, the, in the lore. But uh, such a cool villain. I'm surprised they didn't do more with him. Um, in the first game, he's, he's, so, he's in the background. You don't really meet him until over halfway through the game. He's got this crazy mask. This cool red hood, this big sword, and uh, this crazy voice. An uh, interesting thing about Jack of Blades is he actually has two different voices. They 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 removed his voice for future releases of the game, so a lot of people don't know that the one they're used to isn't the original. The original one was very like very deep and very evil, and then the new one's more like higher pitched.
1: Uh, you'll have to check it out after Josh listen to both. That's of them. interesting because. Yeah. I guess I don't remember it being any different. Well, I played you Anniversary. You probably have last the original
0: year. one in your head, I'm guessing. Because you haven't played Fable near as much as me. Well, you played Fable Anniversary, so no, you yeah. you have the new one in your head. I have the in, new yeah. one, okay. That's the new one, yeah. Wow. Um, but he was just a, a, a maniacal, you know, a, a perfect villain, uh, a foil to go against in Fable. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's so cool is when you beat him at the end of Fable 1 um if you, provided you played well actually I need, I need to touch on i need to touch on both of this um if you play just regular standard fable one when you kill him you then grab his sword the sword of aeons and the only way you can keep the sword is if you sacrifice your own sister you remember oh, that josh you remember yes that? i do now yeah if you if you sacrifice her you can take the sword and it's a, it's an insanely powerful sword you can use but if you if you want to get rid of it or you want to keep your sister alive? You have to throw it into this well and, and get rid of it forever. Um, so that was was that cool. part of the lost chapter stuff? No, that was just doing the original. It. Okay, I remember it doing that. it. Now the lost chapters, which is the together. way I recommend playing it. And if you get Fable Anniversary, it includes lost chapters. Um, the cool thing about that is, when you feed Jack of Blades, if you get if you discard the sword and you keep your sister alive, then you have an option to go on another quest to get a sword that's just as good as the sword of Aeons. But it's for a good character. It's called Avos Tear. Oh, I remember Avos Tear. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, um, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. So, but then, but then, if you play the Lost Chapters, Jack of Blades comes back, and yep. he's in the incarnation of a dragon.
1: That was so, really cool. It felt, it felt like what I would expect true, like end game content to be. Yeah. You know, not like grinding, yeah. but like an actual bit of story. But man, if you gave me like, like for instance, if this new fables a reboot, make the villain Jack of Blades, I'll lose my
0: shit. Oh, dude, I'll lose my I shit. love and, that. Jack of and, Blades was great. The mo- one of the most hype moments for me in gaming, like top ten hype moments for me in gaming. Mm-hmm. Josh, you, you probably wouldn't believe this, but like, I was I, for some reason I fell asleep. I, I still lived with my parents. I fell asleep on the living room couch. Okay. And I woke up, and the first thing I do is I check my phone. And while I was asleep, they announced the Fable Anniversary Remaster. Yeah. And and it just like shows this black screen, and it's panning in on this red hooded figure, and it he turns around, and you see Jack fades, and he says, "Jack of Blades is back." and then it was like Halo, i was like fable anniversary i'm like holy shit i cannot wait for this game <laughs> oh my gosh i was so excited i went to work that day just like hey guys i'm ready to work <laughs> fable anniversary is coming out woo Blades is back he's back it's so
1: great oh man dude i love so, that i i have such a kinship with you with fable because i like i loved it when it came out i was like underwhelmed but yet i loved it at the same time yeah and and then when lost chapters came out i bought it on og xbox but i just didn't beat it and I finally beat, like, I, I finally beat it through the Anniversary Edition last year. And I thought of you the whole time I played it. I was like, man, you know, Brian just loves this. What like, I you, know, you it's think just, of it it's something that I associate. Answers. What's that?
0: Well, I appreciate that, man. I would say, what did you think of it playing through it?
1: Uh, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. I know, if I'm not mistaken. Did you like the, it more or less? I, I think I liked it more. I mean, it was hard to remember what wasn't in there before. But I think yeah. the, the one of the biggest things was you could marry Lady Grey. And they had some of the yeah. Lady Gray stuff. And I was All the like, chicken
0: kicking stuff wasn't there. Yeah.
1: She was evil, man. Did not yeah. like Lady Grey. I remember once I realized that there was a demon door locked behind like you had you having to marry yeah. her, I was like, I'm just not gonna go for that Get anymore. The demon yep. Door. Yeah. yeah. I was like, nope, not happening. Cool. What's your number eight, so, Josh? God man, great pick though. Number eight is Tommy Versetti from Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Uh, I love Tommy Versetti. He's basically, literally, Scarface. That game is basically uh, Scarface the video game, even though they made Scarface the video game. But um, I, I just thought he was great. He was voiced by the now late, unfortunately, Ray Liotta. And that game was just, I think, a masterpiece uh, in terms of its its narrative flow, its story, and what it did for the culture. Because like it introduced so many people to that Scarface 80s vibe, that Miami aesthetic, you know, which is Vice City in the game, but like just all the 80s music, you know, She's on Fire, a lot of Michael Jackson's music. I mean, just it, I mean, the list would go on, but so many great radio stations and stuff like that. I just had a baller of a time playing that. That was a game that I had as a rental for my first experience and I had to go back and I about died without it, but then came Christmas. My mom got me a copy. I remember opening that up, and I was ecstatic to finally own that game and be able to take my time with it. Uh, fuck you, Lance Vance. I hate you so much, dude. He, he betrays you in the game, but yet at one point he's got the coolest line. He's like, it's the it's time for the Lance Vance dance. But oh, he ends up being an asshole by the end of it. But super great game. Uh, Kid Me loved it, dude, and it, it really influenced my taste in music so
0: big man i really want to be able to give you something back on that i just have zero no, it's all good it. You're,
1: i i've never known you to be a gta guy and honestly after four i mean oh, well i just didn't like five i didn't think five i thought five was pretty overrated but uh See, i
0: played five like two thirds way through the campaign and then gave it up and yeah. that was it so. i don't blame you i don't blame you yeah
1: I'm not <laughs> a big deal you got to go back to have fun you got to go yeah. back i if i had to play one through like if i was forced i'd probably pick three. Three. I feel like that's the one that I'd want to like. Man, do. I would if I'm if I'm thinking of which ones you would enjoy the most. I would say Vice City. I would say Vice. Vice City. Vice three, four, and then probably San Andreas, and then probably five. You know, I haven't played the other ones, but. But um, Josh, but have they're you they're tried
0: good. GTA 5 on next gen systems? I hear it's gonna be great.
1: Yeah thanks G- thanks gta Rockstar. 6
0: they've just had they've had to scrap gta 6 because they finished it but the technology is old now so they're just working on a new one a new gta 6
1: yeah uh, what what an okay. interesting time we're living in for gaming <laughs> uh brian over to you for
0: number nine it's getting hard for me these last two yeah. for like ones that i love and really really wanted number nine for me is going to be jack from jack and daxter
1: oh okay
0: that's a good pick dude hell yeah um I love Jack as a character. See, you kind, of, you kind of can tell like what kind of characters I like. Like if you look at like Jack, Link, Cloud. They all have this like young boyish, like spiky-haired charm kind of. Uh-huh. Um, my favorite Jack and Daxter game is actually the first game. Shout out to Foobar. It's one of his favorite games of all time. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Jack and Daxter. Yeah. Uh, the first one's my favorite. He's actually a silent protagonist in the first game. Um, oh really? Does he get first, voiceovers in the other ones. He, this, so this is what's crazy, Josh. We didn't know this. Jack and Daxter is literally just open world Crash Bandicoot. The first. Oh one. okay. It's it's light. i never the, I've never played any of those guys. It's even got it's even got like an enemy in it that looks like it just came from Crash. Right. Interesting. So it's basically just like Crash Bandicoot open world, but then they, with the influence of GTA, which is funny, you were just talking about it. They change everything for the sequels. Jack two, they get teleported into the future where it's like this gritty city where you can gritty you can, city gritty city gritty city can, on a titty you can you wake up in the second game in the future and jack now talks and he now cusses and he shoots guns and can hijack cars in the second game wow he woke up it, feeling great yeah so the, the <laughs> first game the first game he's crash bandicoot the second game he's literally like Nico from GTA 4, um so roman like, cousin I do love Jack 2 and Jack 3, but Jack 1 yeah. is my favorite because it's a simple platformer. It's one of the best platformers out there, in my opinion. Love replaying through it. Uh, and then, of course, you have Daxter, who's always hanging out with you. Hell he's just yeah. a wholesome, fun character. Uh, I'd say if he came a little earlier, he'd be a bigger gaming icon, but as of now, he's just kind of on the side a bit. Rat- Ratchet was bigger than
1: Jack. Um, but uh, yeah, that's my number nine pick. Josh, what is your number nine? Yeah, number nine. Uh, my number nine uh is gonna be a Halo pick. I'm going with the weapon. Oh, uh, I really yeah, was I like torn. It. I was really torn between that and Cortana. And I thought Brian's probably gonna get Chief, and I thought Brian may have Cortana in there. If not in the top ten, Brian will have her in a, in twenty. I I bet. But I thought, man, I do. It's not. It it's. I don't even think it's recency bias because it's almost. You know, it's like six months or whatever it's been. <laughs> but, yeah, totally. Uh, I really loved the weapons character. I really loved just her like um, she was very mature, yet she had like an innocence to her. I I loved the balance of that. Um, Super cute. Uh, And I just I was a nice passing of the torch as much as I I do wish that they would have just been like found a way to fix and get Cortana back to you. um, I just really enjoyed her character and I thought they did enough to give uh, her some distinctions compared to Cortana. And I really liked it, and they—I I felt like they could have went so wrong with that, and they went super right for me. Um, but I'd like to actually get a first name to call yeah. her. That's not the weapon, but um, you know, if if my if my team is like some kind of extraction team or some war team, she's gonna be like my intelligence operative. So yeah. I gotta have someone in there like that. So I'm going with the well, weapon.
0: The, the biggest the biggest compliment I can give the weapon is that. That was, a, that was a very cool, unique idea 343 had they followed through on. In Halo 4, Cortana says to Chief, they'll replace you with another AI, probably a Cortana model, if Halsey lets them. Mm-hmm. And they manage between Shadows of Reach, the audio logs, and In Halo Infinite, you find out that they do replace Cortana because Halsey lets them, has Blue Team go to Reach, get her brain and make a new copy. So yeah. then when, when, when Cortana realizes that Chief now has the weapon... She's like, yeah, this is what I knew was going to happen. Like, it it won't be the, me. Bad breaker Yeah, but the fact that they paid off that line from Halo Four uh, really makes her fit. And I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, as much as Cortana is a real person to me in a sense, um, she is a program, mm-hmm. and the weapon is a proper reintroduction of the same program. You know, right. and she's got a great oh, personality. Sure. So that's a. Yeah.
1: It's hard to really pick. like think of them separately, but they are. You know, there's enough there. But yeah, Josh. Just, number 10 is really hard for me because
0: I have an easy one if we if we do if I do two from the same franchise, but I didn't want to do that, and I don't think you've done that, right? Correct no. me, you haven't done any, not yet. So not yet. So I'm gonna save because
1: if we do this again, I'll, I'll save. We'll do I'm, another I'm gonna, one. Can, we'll definitely do a, a part two at some point. I'm gonna throw that one off the list,
0: and okay. now I'm caught between three others for my number ten, and I'm having a real hard time. Okay, I'm gonna get. I'm narrowing it down in my head mentally. I'm down okay. to the last two. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead, and neither of these are ones you would take. Bomb drop. Oh man, this is so tough. I guess I'm gonna go with number ten. Is going to be Gordon Freeman. Gordon Freeman from yeah. Half Life. Okay. The other character I won't say because I'll save it for the future. The okay. other character, you don't, you wouldn't even know who they are if I said their name. Okay, you'd literally have no idea. Um, Gordon Freeman gets number 10. Um, what's tough for me about putting him on the list is I never have Half-Life in my top games. Like he's like those, those games are never up there. Mm -hmm. But every time I go back to Half-Life, I'm enthralled by how amazing they are and how revolutionary they were for the time. And Gordon Freeman's just such a great character because, and it was kind of already covered on the high potion podcast we got, we told you guys about earlier, um, He's just a scientist, you know, who showed up to do to work one day yeah. and shit went crazy and he takes his crowbar and you know, he wears glasses. Exactly. You know, mo- most protagonists don't have like nerdy glasses and just on their way to work, but that's yeah. what that's what Half-Life was and like
1: he embodied... always seems like a Brian Cranston to me. Like I know I feel oh, yeah. like that's so obvious and all that Brian Cranston but... could play him in a movie. Yeah. he's Brian um, Cranston.
0: But Gordon Freeman is, you know, you 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 embody the character. He's got the 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 classic HEV suit which everyone loves and He's got the crowbar and the gravity gun. And those games are just so unique and so special. Earlier this year, I replayed through one. And I also played the uh, Black Mesa remake, which I told Josh about, which is just mm-hmm. amazing. Just a remake of, that was made by fans, but commissioned to be sold by by Valve, which is so cool. Um, so Gordon
1: Freeman, he's someone you're going to want to have on your team. You're going to want to have that well, Definitely. Team, so. he's, he's what I would call the intangible. You know, he's the intangible yeah. guy because he can kind of, he's jack of all trades in a way. Absolutely. Not to be confused yes, let's with get Jack your Blades. 10. Let's get your 10 get your ten, and let's my 10, share our whole list again and get out of here. My my ten is is a wild card pick. Now, guys, I thought when Kurt I Kurt Warner, up, here we come. When I what did you say? Kurt Warner, here we <laughs> come. Fuck off! Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to put him on the list at some point. Uh, I thought when I got to ten, I thought I'm gonna have to pick something truly unique, truly truly unique. And I thought, who am I gonna pick? by azura by azura by azura it's the grand champion i can't believe what? it's you it's the adoring fucking fan bro i cannot believe <laughs> it! I'm with that dude. little guy that the adoring fan from oblivion the adoring fucking fan man i gotta tell this story real <laughs> quick i told the story numerous times i'll pass it over to you brian we're gonna get the hell out of here but guys one time I'm playing Oblivion, one of my favorite games of all time, and I've got the adoring fan in my company. He wants to travel along with me. He's such a fan, right? Well, I lost track of him somewhere. Days passed, nights passed, eons, and he did not return. I thought he died. He died somewhere, and I just lost track of him. I am so sorry, but I also thought he was getting annoying. He was getting annoying, but I'm in a cave. I'm in this dungeon, and there's this hallway that's sort of... Going into a half circle, and as I'm kind of hitting up, cresting on top the top of that C shape, you know, going into this big room, on the wall. That's brown, you know, caked in dirt. It starts to illuminate and starts to flicker. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it starts to wiggle more. Like the shadow starts to shake, you know, and wiggle. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I turn my camera around to look. And as that happens, I get sucked into that zoom in conversation. And immediately oh, I hear, by Azura, by And I went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I that would scare the shit out of me. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and I just the controller flew out of my hands and I sat back in the chair and immediately felt like a fucking idiot for getting so scared at that. But it was one of my favorite moments in gaming of all time. And you know what? I just, I loved that he took on a sort of memedom uh, within the Elder Scrolls oh, yeah. community. So I just had to go with something wild for that. First time I
0: went. ever got him, I took him to the tallest mountain and yeeted his ass off the <laughs> side.
1: There's videos of people doing shit like that. Yeah. I
0: mean, that's, that's the part of it. It's just. Uh, Dude, that's a good pick though, because like if my team's trying to get shit done and the adoring fans just run around talking to us, it's going to annoy the shit out he's of us. Gotta, he's got to flatter all you guys. You'll you'll, you'll distract <laughs> us with him. Yeah. Okay, Josh, I'm going to read off my 10, then you read off your 10, and sure, sure. I'll tell people to vote, and we'll get out of here. All right. My 10 for my team, guys. Remember, I'm going to tell you my 10 josh can tell you his 10 and then you're gonna vote on twitter we're gonna have a poll up on which team you choose you can either choose because you think that team would win or because you just like that team better it doesn't matter what reason you choose that team yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter so my team uh brian's team is master chief cloud link doom guy marcus phoenix leon from resident evil uh batman from the arkham series uh jack of blades from fable one Uh, Jack, I guess I have two Jacks in a row Jack from Jack and Daxter And then my final number 10 is Gordon Freeman What's yours, Josh?
1: Great list, Brian, A-plus, A-tier list S-tier, whatever it's called Uh, Number 1, Geralt Number 2, Garrus Vakarian 3 is Sorna, or I said Sorna (laughs) Isla Sorna, sorry Jurassic Park Uh, Sora, number 4 is Duke Nukem A.K.A. Dick Nickel Number 5, Johnny Cage Darth Revan for number 6 Number 7, Ethan Drake Number 8, Tommy Versetti Number nine, The Weapon, and coming in with the compliments and all the attention-seeking, it's The Adoring Fan at number 10. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know what? Josh, you have a really good list, too. What I like better about your list is I feel like my list is like, my list feels like it was created in a laboratory. Like, everyone, like, they, they did, like, cross-referencing from everyone, and this is just the standard list you would get, except yeah. for Jack of Blades, maybe, or mm-hmm. so, and yours is, like, a lot more original, um, so oh, I like Fair those. enough. But Still great. I, I think, those are some I good think, choices. Uh, yeah, I, and you have you have some of my favorite characters on there. Yours also, too. Yours I stole Master Chief, but you stole Sora because Storm Sora was. Brian, Brian stole Master Chief.
1: Yeah. Mom, tell him to give it back. Hashtag Brian stole Master Chief. Hashtag Brian Master Chief.
0: But all right, guys, make sure you go on to Twitter and vote for which team you like better. And uh, me and Josh will be excited to see uh, who wins. And yeah. we'd like to hear from you guys. If you like this type of episode, if you'd like to see a follow up where we pick another 10 or something like it, uh, let us know. We'd this love that blast, so much. Man. This was a great episode. Was great. Uh, it, yeah, guys, good time. thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. And as always, keep it sacred. Wait